The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, All Star Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. The Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions, and the 2024 NFL draft order is set. It is I, Rob Paul, aka the angriest draftnik on earth about Christian Boyd's combine snub. And joining me as always is AJ. Does the combine hate twins? Marchese. That's, yeah, that's the worst thing I've ever seen the combine do, Rob. Leave the, the Yankee twins out? Leave the Yankee twins out. Like, come on, man. Today, we're dropping our 2024 post-Super Bowl NFL mock draft. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to KC, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's, Who's going to find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Taylor Swift's concept album based around the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl season. It's called The Tortured Shanahan Society, in stores, February 2025. Would you listen to that? Uh, absolutely, and I'm locking it in for the, what is the, the 2027 uh, Grammys. Grammys? Yeah. No. Lock it in. All right, quickly. Biggest combine snub? Um, well, aren't we doing this a whole episode on this in a couple of weeks? Do we do that? Yeah, okay. we usually do Leave that. Leave it for that. Okay. Leave it for that. Although Quantez Stigger's getting left off. That's, pissed me off. That's definitely the, the biggest that was one the, for, like, person, yeah, for us. Come on. The, maybe the angriest for sure. Uh, no, it's a good Trick question. Trick Stoops? I, Trick Stoops obviously is up there. <laughs> um, no, we'll have, the, we'll have that answer coming up. I feel like there's no, like... I don't know. I feel like it's better than most years, but there's a, there's more this year. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the Blake Watson one was getting that a lot one. of bu- buzz. Yeah. Especially in this running back class. For sure. All right, speaking of running back classes, we will not have a running back go in the first round of this mock draft. Speak for yourself. Oh. Commanders at two. Yeah. Uh, I'll be kicking us off uh, front of the show and coin flip connoisseur. Christopher Matsugas flipped the coin. I got the number one pick. I'll start us. Number one pick, Chicago Bears via the Carolina Panthers. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Ryan Poles is taking his quarterback, Caleb Williams of USC. I don't know what he's doing with Justin Fields. Send him to Pittsburgh, please. Um, but, I mean, I think just – no. I don't think Caleb Williams' comparison is Patrick Mahomes, but Poles does come from Kansas City. Similar – in that they can extend plays and they have a, a bit of an it factor to them. Chiefs just won their third Super Bowl under Mahomes. Uh, I, I feel like it's it's too good for them to pass up. Um, I do kind of I kind of feel surprised that Caleb Williams kind of seems to be the consensus 
number one player on everybody's draft board. Um, that kind of surprises me. That, that like it's not one of the one of the skill position guys, or yeah, that it's not MHJ. Yeah, it was like the easier layup. I'm I'm almost like it felt like it was trending towards Williams being you know two or three or something. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like there was so much pushback about Caleb Williams like. Mm-hmm. A month, a month and ago? a half ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now maybe people are digging in and realizing like Lincoln Riley's offense stinks that like a, the, the, everything about that team kind of actually stunk and mm-hmm. Caleb Williams was hiding a lot of it and just you can't teach what he can do out of structure. Anyway, I'll have the Bears take Caleb Williams. I, I, I totally agree. But what, what percentage do you think this happens? Like we're, we're, you're, you're locking it in. I'm at this point, I'm like 99% sure. The Bears keep the pick, trade Justin Fields, draft Caleb Williams. Okay. Washington, Commanders. They trade the, for Justin Fields. The new era, baby. <laughs> hey, why not? Uh, the Dan Quinn era has begun. <laughs> um, the coaching search didn't go so well for them. But nevertheless, they're still in a great position to kind of reset this franchise. Uh, I think they got the most cap space. They obviously have the second overall pick here. Um, and I think, you know, it starts like Sam Howell for the first half of the season. People were hyping him up for some reason. Uh, he had touchdown passes. It's true. And, <laughs> and then he fell apart. And I think that's kind of what he what he is. But it is what it is. But, hey, go get the right North Carolina quarterback and get your Drake May here for the Washington Commanders. Um, I feel like uh, I've seen some Jaden Daniels recently getting mocked here. And uh, I'm not, I'm not too. I think it's kind of the Cliff Kingsbury connection. They think yeah. – um, Daniels could be a, a better fit, perhaps. But. I don't buy it. Still locking in Drake, maybe. Um, the better question is, will the Washington Commanders remain the Commanders, or will they change their name? I think they should change their name. <laughs> just, just watch their hands of it, baby. Washington Tar Heels. <laughs> uh, number three, New England Patriots. This is where the draft really starts, AJ. Um, so, some might say the draft starts at four, but I'll, I'll agree with you. I am kind of with Gerard Mayo <laughs> taking over as head coach. Um, Elliot Wolf kind of running that front office. Uh, Alonzo Highsmith joining that front yep. office. I kind of think they're going to give Mac Jones one more shot. Really? We've heard some I stuff do. about him getting traded. and Wow. Right, okay. right now I'm at this place where I think – Alonzo Highsmith coming from Green Bay, where that front office uh, really loves size and athleticism, Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, I think Mayo and Wolf knowing Mac Jones, Mayo, not that like I'm in love with Mac Jones or anything, but I don't know. I'm I'm just going to take Marvin Harrison Jr. here. I, I think... I think that's very fair. I, I don't know if they're going to be sold on Jaden Daniels. I don't know. Just just doesn't seem just doesn't seem like the right fit. But we'll see. It's it, we don't know what this this team's going to look like. Um, but why not take the? I mean, to me, the best player in the draft here. And you, when you're picking a third, and you got the chance of the best player on the board. Uh, why the hell not put the pull the trigger when your team needs a lot of work? But uh, I'd, be, I'd be shipping Mac Jones out. Give give Billy Zappy the chance. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I think like the, New England's been looking for that number one wide receiver for a long time. If they aren't absolutely sold on Jaden Daniels, yeah. uh, I'm assuming Drab Mayo is going to have a long leash. 
come back. I know next year's draft isn't too pretty. I mean, they, they could also flip this pick back. But um, for now, I, I'm kind of 50-50 on whether they go Jaden Daniels or Marvin Harrison yeah. Jr. For now, I'm, I'm going to go with them taking the best player available at a position of need. Um, potentially an instant impact Pro Bowl ability type wide receiver and, and, and take Marvin Harrison Jr. Trade for, trade for Justin Fields. Are you going to say that for every team? Mm-hmm. Speaking of trading quarterbacks, it wasn't too long ago that everyone said that the Cardinals are going to be taking Caleb Williams first overall and shipping Kyler Murray out of town. Uh, but things didn't go that way. Kyler Murray looked pretty damn good down the stretch. Uh, John Gannon is cooking something up there, maybe. Not the fireworks, Rob. The fireworks were coming. Um, that said, let's let's keep adding the fireworks for the Cardinals here at four. They lost out on Marvin Harrison Jr. That's okay because Malik Neighbors is also a special talent at the wide receiver position. We bring him in. Uh, the fireworks start getting going with Kyler Murray, and uh, yeah, it's. I think, I think the Cardinals were were better than I expected this year. You know what I mean? They're more competent at least. Uh, they need a lot of help on both sides of the ball, but get get a dude that's going to make plays. And Malik, Malik Neighbors is that type of dude. Yeah, where are you on the Neighbors versus Roma Dunze? Because I think Neighbors is closer to Marvin Harrison Jr. than I think. Odunze is to neighbors. I think so too right now. Uh, like Malik Neighbors is a, he might be the most explosive yeah. pass catcher in this class just in terms of what he can do after the catch and vertically. And uh, if this if this draft ends up, I wonder in Dynasty Leagues where if Malik Neighbors goes number one in non-Superflex. Oh. Okay. Shut up. I'm telling myself to shut up. Okay. The Chargers on the clock. This is AJ. You know, this is where the draft. Really this is where the draft starts. starts. Yeah, absolutely. Agree with you. Harbaugh's taking over. Blake Corum, welcome to LA. Um, yeah, I, he's ridiculously high odds to be a Charger. Um, but yes, Harbaugh's taking over. Um, Joe Horitz is the new GM, coming from the Baltimore Ravens uh, front office. Uh, I just love the incestuality of Michigan. Uh, Baltimore. Baltimore and now the Chargers um, and a little bit of the Seahawks too now. Uh, our boy Marcus Brady's uh, the pass game coordinator by the way for the Chargers um, I have seen people People are really sold on uh, Brock Bowers to the Chargers I've been seeing that a lot mm-hmm. what do you think about that yeah I'm not sure I, I think it's interesting I really don't know what the how these <laughs> I feel like the Chargers are either going to nail this draft or be so goofy, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I like. I think that will be a really fun pick, but I think they're going tackle here. In, in, in this tackle class, having your choice of the top tackle, where there's multiple blue chip tackles, and, and like not to, like obviously Brock Bowers is going to be tight end one. He's a blue chip tight end. I, I think he's he's a top ten prospect in this class. But there's just so much more value in in, in taking a, a tackle here, yeah. and then if you really want that tight end, like. It's a fine tight end class. Like, I don't know. Like, Some obviously, agency. I don't know. Obviously, Michigan. You know, Colson Loveland's a great tight end, and they've had. You know, they've had. You know, tight ends have been an important part of the offense, but uh, the team's been built in the trenches. I, I think that makes. I think I agree with you. I think they go off as a tackle. Now, uh, not to preview too much, but I think I think finding a Bowers landing spot's a little tricky, but we'll get there. Um, the uh, Chicago Bears. Uh, I am debating Joe Alt or Olufashanu. I, I feel like there's been this switch lately where yep. people are saying if Joe Alt's t- tackle one, Olu's my tackle one. That's who I am taking. Um, the Penn State tackle, obviously. 
They need that those sweet feet to protect Herbert's uh, right side. Um, and like I know he's got a ways to go in the run game, and I think Joe Alt's cleaner. Yeah. In 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 the run game, I just think Fashanu's athleticism in the footwork and the upside's a little higher. That's my guy. I'm taking him for the Chargers at five. Okay, I like it. Yeah, it's I've, it's interesting how like Alt's almost consistently been. Um, Wide receiver, um, left tackle one now, or tackle one. Um, yeah, it's an interesting switch, and it, it seems like Fashanu's stock is slipping a bit, but I don't buy into that too much. We'll, we'll see where it comes back around. We're still a long way from the draft, Rob. Uh, New York Giants up at six. Uh, strange year, obviously, this year. Quarterbacks in need, I think, but I don't. it doesn't feel like they're going that way. Um, that said, they still got a lot of holes on this team. <laughs> but I think... I think where they're at right now, they, they go and they, they get themselves the next best receiver on the board in, in the aforementioned Roma Dunze. Um, like, again, that, that offense, it's hard to kind of draw conclusions from that offense last year. Obviously, like, I, I still think Wondell Robinson, you know, Jalen Hyatt showed something, but none of those guys are Roma Dunze. And giving Daniel Jones or Tommy DeVito or whoever, uh, you know, Roma Dunze's that legit wide receiver one ability. Um, you know, Hyatt and, and Robinson are complimentary guys. Um, I think I think that's something that can really open up this offense and maybe get them back to what they looked like the year prior. Yeah, super high floor receiver. <clears throat> I think he's he's uh, in most years he's probably wide receiver one. He's so yeah. well rounded. I think the difference between like MHA and Neighbors and him is I don't think he has something he does a, a, a really really elite level. But he's Amari Cooper. He's good at everything. he does everything well. Yeah. Uh, Titans at seven. Brian Callahan's new head coach. Mm-hmm. It's it's a roster being built in Rain Carthon's image now, uh, with uh, Vrabel out. Callahan hires his dad Bill as the offensive line coach. Titans have a massive need on the offensive line. I think this is whichever tackles available is going yeah. to land here. It's it's Joe Alt here uh, for me right now, but it could be Olu if you if you want to switch those two. Joe Alt feels like Bill Callahan would turn him into an All Pro in, in two years. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, whoever it is here is a slam dunk. That's the biggest need on this Titans team. Uh, watch any Titans game, and it was just a disaster this year. We, you know, we talked a lot about their, you know, their rotation uh, outside and inside for the for the rookies. And yeah, Olu or or Alt both are just just gonna nail it. I think yeah, I think I, I like I don't I don't think either either order you go in with Alt or Fashanu. I don't think you can go wrong here. And um, Alt landing with the Titans, that, I think that's just going to help the entire offensive line look a lot better next year. Not just the left tackle spot, you know. Falcons on the clock at eight. Yeah, I think, you know, new re- new regime coming in. Morris has taken over. Um, the quarterbacks are clearly not getting it done last year. I think I think the Ritter experiments uh, over Rob. I'm sorry. That said, I th- why not why not bring some excitement to that offense? You know. They keep going off as a skill position year after year. Um, the one thing they're missing is the quarterback. Let's get Jaden Daniels. Let's have some fun with this Atlanta Falcons offense. Let's let's get some fireworks going here, and hopefully this offense can finally look like it does on paper. And you know, I, I don't know if it's going to materialize right away, but it's going to be a hell of a lot more fun than the last couple of years. That's guaranteed with a new regime and with Jaden Daniels at the helm. Um, I I, I think too it. It really imagine Bijan and Jaden Daniels, just that the the 
ability of this rushing attack. Zach, Zach Robinson comes over uh, from the Rams as offensive coordinator, yeah. obviously from the McVay tree. Seeing what he can do with this rushing attack will be really damn fun. For sure. Uh, okay, Bears on the back on the clock at nine. And got Caleb Williams with the first overall pick. We're trading Caleb Williams now because we already have Justin Fields. <laughs> um, no. I'm 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 kinda looking like man, I know DJ Moore was phenomenal this year, but receiver's still a massive need. Yeah. I think though, this would be a really interesting trade back spot for the Bears if they could maybe trade back a couple picks, get like Brian Thomas if if that's the direction they're thinking. Um, alternatively Getting another edge rusher opposite Montez Sweat, I think, is an important thing to do. Obviously, Sweat played out of his mind for Chicago. Um, ended up, I think, being like not not that people were down on Montez Sweat, but I think he he played way above what people were expecting. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's all, also an option. Uh, as as is um, as is uh, kind of like interior offensive line, I guess. Not how not but here, but yeah. But not here, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Dallas Turner. I think that's the right choice, honestly. I, I think the trade back is interesting, but like you said, Sweat was cooking, man. And why not just keep that going and bring in Dallas Turner with his, you know, freaky abilities? Um, I mean, two two freaky dudes on the on the bookends there, like build build like that. I think too. Uh, it would be really great for Dallas Turner to land in a spot where mm-hmm. he doesn't have to be the number one pass rusher right away because mm-hmm. I think, uh, obviously, the flashes are really bright, but he is not nearly as high floor as Will Anderson was. I think there's still things you want to see him develop with his pass rush plan, and if, if that pressure's not on him to be the guy right away, it'd be really helpful for his development. And speaking of Will Anderson, not saying they're the same dude like you just said, but um, we saw that the Texans kind of you know do their franchise defensive player and their franchise quarterback – Back-to-back picks, top five last year, uh, and it works out better than anyone could have hoped for. So I think the recipe's there for the for the Bears to do just the same thing with Caleb Williams and Dallas Turner. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, Jets are on the clock at ten. Yeah, I think this is the spot for the next offensive uh, tackle. Um, now I, I'm not sure exactly who the third tackle off the board is going to be. I'm very confident about the first two. Not so sure about the order, but I'm not not too sure about the third guy. But to me. I think I think here we're we're pulling the trigger on J.C. Latham from Alabama. Um, you know, I, it feels like he's I don't know if he's, if I want to say forgotten, but he feels like he's the one that's not getting talked enough about in this class. Um, you know, he's he's just a big old big old monster. I mean, I know I know the Michigan game in the Rose Bowl wasn't the greatest, but just the way he was moving dudes was so you know so mouth watering. I think for Douglas and company, and they keep drafting dudes that can do that. You know. And uh, I think that's going to be the next set. That this is clearly the biggest need on this team. Yeah, uh, they need two. They need they need two. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it was the big. You know, I think it was the biggest need going into the season last year, and they didn't address it properly. And uh, that's what got Aaron Rodgers hurt. And I think even if he didn't, it would have been a long year for him. So go get one of the tackles to, to bookend uh, the right side here for Latham, and you can't go wrong. I think Latham too is. Um so high floor yeah and I, I think maybe that's why kind of people have, i don't know i'm kind of with you he hasn't had the same buzz as like a fuaga for example mm-hmm. but I, I, he's such a like he has he's for a six five three sixty tackle like he is way better in pass protection than you'd ever believe yeah 
And that's what they need. They need just a consistent tackle to protect Aaron Rodgers. See, I, I I totally agree. I think Fuaga makes sense here, but I'm going to go for the for the guy that just has the high floor, but also is like, I think JC Latham's just got need, a high ceiling too. You know what I mean? So yeah, they just need a guy to hit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Vikings on the clock at eleven. Uh, Kirk's gone. I'm taking JJ McCarthy. I think I don't think they're bringing back Kirk Cousins. Saw, saw something think, that, that he might be coming back. Yeah, I don't know, though. Or if they do, it's a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. I think J.J. McCarthy isn't getting out of the top 15. And, and that's not to say, like, I'm a big J.J. McCarthy guy. But it sounds JJ like he's Ma- not. Absolutely. Yeah. J.J. McCarthy has the makeup of what the NFL loves. I think he is both a higher floor and higher ceiling prospect than, than Bo Nix or Michael Penix or whatever other quarterbacks yeah. are kind of in the mix to be that fourth. Um, I think he really fits what Kevin O'Connell's doing coming from the McVay tree. Like McCarthy's <laughs> kind of got the like what he does well. He's very good on the move, yeah. Play action, bootleg him. Uh, he's got really great athletic tools. He is yeah. a very moldable quarterback. And hey, yeah, if you want to bring Kirk Cousins back on a one-year deal, great. Like JJ, I think that's sit. perfect. That's fine. Yeah, right. Like the I, Vikings, I want JJ to sit for a year. I think he, he needs it. You know. It, the, the the Vikings are they're not in like win now mode, but they're in compete in the NFC North now yeah. mode. They're hoping they're not picking this high again. So you're here now. There's uncertainty with what Kirk Cousins can be. You take JJ McCarthy. Yeah, I know. I like that. I like that. I think there's. I agree with you. I don't think he gets outside the top fifteen. I mean, I think Dave Brugler said he's not getting out of the top twelve. We've heard a lot about like teams potentially jockeying up for quarterbacks, and all of that. I think it says he's not getting out of the top twelve. And, I also think the Vikings are the best landing spot for him. Yeah, of, like, of the teams who are looking. looking if if he slips to thirteen and the Raiders, I I, I don't have faith well, there. Or the Broncos might take him at twelve. The Broncos could take him at twelve too. Yeah, I think this is. I think he lands in one of these three spots. I agree with you. Broncos um, on the clock. Yeah, so quarterbacks out of the question now. I don't think they're going to slowing on Bo Nix or any of these guys. Um, that said, I, I think you know, the, I think this is probably where we see. The first corner come off the board, and um, who, who that's going to be is going to be interesting. But to me, right now, I, th- I think I think it's going to be Terry and Arnold, Alabama. I, I think both these Alabama corners are very good. I think Arnold's f- the ceiling is just higher than Kool Aid. Uh, I think, yeah, I think to me, it's Terry and Arnold and Quinion Mitchell are the top two corners. Yeah, I just I'm talking Bama corners because they're they're adding to Patrick Sertan, and I think that's a great pick here. Um, I mean. The Broncos defense really, really buckled down, but that you know that seventy point, <laughs> you know, game still still lingering there. So if if there's no quarterback option, I think that's a smart play. Just add to that back end and and see see if you can keep kind of the momentum going. You know, really interesting secondary too with how well Jaquan mm-hmm. McMillan played that nickel. Obviously, Justin Simmons, perennial Pro Bowler, starts to really come together if you get that number two corner. Yeah, for real. Um, and yeah, I, I love uh, I love me some Tyrion Arnold. Raiders at thirteen, another team that could go corner. Uh, I think yep. they're looking either to add on the defense or the offensive line with Antonio Pierce fully taking over now as head coach. Um, kind of shocked by the Luke Getzey hire as offensive coordinator. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't totally know what to think of that. Uh, obviously, also a team who could be in play for the quarterback position. Uh, Antonio Pierce, former Pac-12 man himself, um, he he uh, maybe he's infatuated with Panics or Bonex. 
I kind of think, again, the Getty thing kind of trips me up, but I kind of think Antonio Pierce with with Tom Telesco coming in as GM, I think they go to the offensive line. I think this is where uh, Fuaga goes. Again, Pac-12 connection, baby. Yeah. I think, yeah, Fuaga plugs right in at right tackle opposite Colton Miller. You get an ass-kicking run blocker. You want to run the football, I think, if you're Antonio mm-hmm. Pierce. I think he kind of fits the culture he's trying to build. I like that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. <clears throat> um, what I know we'll talk about it in a bit. What, Tom Telesco hire, what do you think? Uh, I think he, he's a... High floor GM. Me too. Like he's, a lot of people were goofing the hire, but I'm like, I don't mind that. I think he, he's like, uh, all right, let's kind of build the Steady foundation, the ship, yeah. and yeah. and maybe in three years we find a better option. Yeah, I and I think, I think I, <laughs> and I think I the three swagger picks kind of like that, you know. And I thought they were going to hire Champ Kelly, who mm-hmm. had stepped in as interim GM as their GM, and they managed to keep him, which is super important too. So we'll see. Speaking of steadying the ship, Dennis Allen's always got a steady hand on the wheel there, and they're going to go eight and nine or nine and eight every year, baby. Um, that said, felt like this year uh, the talent in the trenches kind of wasn't up to snuff, and I feel like this pick is kind of either going to be on one of the sides of the ball there. Uh, I, honestly, I think a lot of the teams have similar needs. I think it's a lot of teams in the offensive line, edge, corners, and I think a lot of that is good for the strength of this draft. Um, Obviously, they drafted a couple, you know, de- defensive linemen early, and Brian Percy, Isaiah Foskey, who we didn't see much of this year. Percy had glimpses, but I think with how this has fallen, I think I lean towards them, uh, you know, taking taking the next best edge guy. Um, I honestly, I do, I do think Jared Verse is a, is a Saints player. Um, I think, I think Latu is a better player, though. I'm kind of torn here. Uh, let's 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 get the better play, player. Let's let's get Latu Latu. Um, the edge. Just want you to know, Mickey Loomis will be taking Jared Verse here. Yeah, I know. not that there's anything wrong with that. I no, like there's nothing wrong. With, there's nothing wrong with that. I just it be, just feels. You no, know I can feel him trading up to like twelve to get him though. Okay, okay, let's 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 do Jared Verse. Let's do Jared Verse. <laughs> no, no, it's no, way no, better. No, 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 no I'm doing Jared Verse. Lock it in. It's Jared Verse. Um, it's he's such a he's such a Saints player. But but obviously we're not doing the trade here, but in reality he's actually trading to like the ninth pick to do this. <laughs> Let's do Jerry right? Verse. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's not, he trades up and Dallas is still on the board and he doesn't do it. Um <laughs> he takes Jerry Verse. Yeah, I feel like Jerry Verse is a Saint. I mean there's nothing wrong with that. This is where you know he's a good he's a good football player. I think he's got a he's got a good you know, he's got a high floor. I think he's going to be productive for them, and that's kind of what they need off the edge. You know, it's they've slipped. You know, they they kind of something that they've always had, <laughs> something they've always swung on, and sometimes they hit, sometimes they miss. But I think this is going to be this is going to be a hit. All right, Colts are picking at fifteen. I think yeah. it's a really interesting team. Um, obviously, they're set at quarterback. They're set at running back. Uh, I think they're going to bring back um, Michael Pittman, whether it's franchise tag or long term deal. Um, their offensive line is. Is pretty well set. Uh, yeah. I think Bernard Ryman played much better than anyone was expecting this year. I mean, they got a lot of great play out of young cornerbacks. Yeah, is this the Brock Bowers landing spot? I think it's on the table. Yeah, I think that'd be really, really fun. Uh, Shane Shane Steichen getting his hands on Brock Bowers. Uh, I know Jelani Woods had his moments as a rookie. Didn't uh, didn't play last year due to injury. I think inserting Brock Bowers. Plus, I think you can argue. 
Alec Pierce hasn't really been on no. that guy. They need a third option to complement Pittman Josh Downs. I don't think Brock – we can't let him fall any farther. I'm yeah. looking at Brock Bowers. I like it. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if Brock Bowers becomes the number one option pretty quickly for Anthony Richardson. Outside, I would say outside Pittman. I, would, I think Brock Bowers can uh, be that dude. Pittman's unbelievable this year. He caught a lot of balls. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm still long. Are you saying he's a target merchant? He's a target merchant, absolutely. <laughs> he's, he's an Alec Pierce being bad now merchant. Um, no, I think that's great. I th- they need another option in that passing game for sure. And that'd be really fun. Be a lot of fun. And with Richardson coming back healthy, you know, we saw what he could do early in the season. Uh, I think I think they could surprise some people if they if they get a, you know if they get someone like Bowers who high floor, high ceiling. You know what I mean. Uh, or Seahawks are on the clock at 16. The Seahawks are on the clock. Uh, new regime, obviously, in Mike McDonald. Um, excited about that, Rob. I'm pumped. Um, I think I think this is another team that's going to the trenches. I don't know what side. I think this is the first spot for an ideal. Um, or I think it could be an interior guy. But for for the consistency, obviously, they brought in the Huskies gang <laughs> of Ryan Grubb and the offensive line coach Huff. Oh, you're drafting panics? Drafting Drafted Michael Penix, <laughs> wait, baby. Wait, I just want to say, uh, once they hired Grubb, the Michael Penix um, odds odds for who would draft him, Seattle, Seattle jumped up to plus three hundred. Yeah, I, I don't. That. I love it, baby. Ed, uh, in, the, in, the, in the fourth round, no, let's let's do Troy Fouts now. They, they have a, they have a need yeah, on the offensive line. Yeah. Okay. Can I just voice uh, Troy Fouts now is one of my favorite players in this draft. I am. All aboard taking him top 20. I think he, or uh, I'm certain he's going to be a top 25 pick. I I, I think he'll probably be a top 20 player for me. But I swear, like three weeks ago, he was like mocking in the second round. Then all of a sudden, he's like, he's going like here. I've seen him, he's kind of all over the place, you know? I think he's really, like, I think he is, I think he could play tackle, but. If he goes to a team like Seattle, who has their tackles, like he's well, one. Lucas couldn't stay healthy this year. He's got a lingering issue, um, so it kind of gives him the flexibility, right? If Lucas still can't get healthy, uh, Fountain, you know, starts to tackle. If he can, uh, no, Fountain starts to guard. If he can, then he, he gets he gets guard. You know, um, no, I think I think the flexibility is a, is is a benefit here, and I think the familiarity makes a lot of sense. Okay, Jags on the clock at seventeen. I'm stressed out. I don't know who they want. Me neither. Um, Add to the secondary room. Get a receiver. That's kind of what I, I think they're going to bring. Like, I know Calvin Ridley wasn't, like, everything. I yeah. think they're going to extend him, though. Like he, I feel like he was enough for them to extend him. Yeah, what do you I think? probably. No, I probably agree. Um, maybe, maybe another edge player here, too. I think that's kind of the three options. Uh, I think they're gonna get Josh Allen back on a ex- mm-hmm. uh, either a tag or an extension. Trevon Walker was coming on. Um, what you think, corner? I think corners in play. Yeah, you kind of got what Dar- Darius Williams playing the nickel. Tyson Williams Tyson. on the outside. Need that other corner. Okay. Yep. No, I'm I'm in on corner. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I do think it it would be. Just at least with the way our board fell, it'd be very enticing for them to 
Oh man, what about getting getting Brian Thomas yeah, for Trevor Lawrence? You know. Yeah, I, I think I'd be debating between the corner or Brian Thomas. Yeah, and I, like you said, Tyson I, Campbell's been good, but yeah. like, yeah, they need another corner. I'm going Brian Thomas. Okay. You know why? I I just think he's he's a higher upside prospect than the corners we have available yeah. at this point. Uh, I'm a huge Brian Thomas fan. Uh, he is man, his ability to um, eat cushions, stack corners, and just win vertically is really stupid. And he's just got like his body control and catch radius is it's something special he's like t higgins but with better Juice. speed yeah <laughs> uh speaking of t. Higgins, yeah, yeah speaking of um sounds like they'll be tagging him too so um if not cl- clearly receivers an option here and i think brian thomas would make a lot of sense i think i think if higgins is gone that's that's and he's still on the board that's a pick here um Bengals obviously a uh, disappointing year with Burrow getting, going down and everything, but still kind of pulled together, right? Um, Brown <laughs> Browning was the best. Um, that said, I, I don't know where the Bengals really look at. You know, if Higgins is gone, I think receiver is the, the top priority here. Um, also, sneakily, I, if, if Bowers still on the board, I kind of love that, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, they could add to the offensive line, and they can add to the secondary. I, I'm not really sure where to go here. I, I think I think tackles the look here, and I think because it's. Because of how great this tackle class is, you just gotta get in on it, baby. And, and I know that kind of is a little, um, little contradictory because you can kind of do it later. But let, let's get in on it now and let's get them. A, let's get them the big boy with a high ceiling. They can kind of afford to swing on that. And let's get let's let's do a Marius Mims, the big man from Georgia. Who what, was it? He eight, seems eight, like a Bengal. He seems like a Bengals pick. Yeah, that's why I'm doing it. <laughs> He's what eight, eight starts in college or, or about that? I think it was eight. Yeah, I think it was eight. So very, you know, five un- this year, maybe three last year. Yeah, very uh, unheralded, but uh, when he's on the field, damn, he looks the part. Uh, this could end up being a steal, you know, if if he can, if he can put it all together. I, I think it's worth the swing for the Bengals, and like you said, I think it's he's, I think it's a Bengals dude. Okay, um, yeah, and and. and- they uh, they could take it slow with him too, yeah, and not exactly. force him to action. And just like the length, and the athleticism, he has everything to be a, a Pro Bowl tackle. Yeah, he just needs he just needs experience and development. Um, I am on the clock with the L.A. Rams. They have uh, they have quite a few free agents who, um, both restricted and unrestricted, who I think they <clears throat> they need to bring back in terms of. Ensuring that the the offensive line looks better than it does yeah. on paper right now. I think extending Kevin Dotson, um, uh, getting Alaric Jackson back. I think offensive line isn't it, it, it is a uh, possibility. Mm-hmm. I think secondary is a bigger one. Yeah. I think they got a lot of great play out of front seven players on this defense this year that were young, uh, but the back seven needs some help. Um. I think. I'm struggling. They've been tough to predict with their secondary picks. You know, they've kind of, they haven't, I I, I mean, for my eye at least, I haven't really found a trend with them. It feels like it's hard to kind of peg down who they like. Um, I think that, I think that position makes the most sense here. I agree with you. And, and obviously Raheem Morris is gone now. Chris Shula uh, takes over as defensive coordinator. I'm, I'm kind of debating, do we, do we like the versatility that Cooper DeGene offers? Or do we like the the athleticism of a of a Nate Wiggins? Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
By the way, I think this is the start of a corner run. Oh. Spoilers ahead. Yeah, go on. Um, so, I, I kind of think Cooper DeGene makes a lot of sense just because, like, think about what they were doing. I know, again, Morris is gone, but what they were doing with uh, Jalen Ramsey before they traded him. Yeah, no, I like that. I, I think that does so make I'm, a lot I'm, of sense. I'm doing that. I, I think like you can play him as this, like, weapon at, at nickel on this yeah. defense. And um, he can also play outside uh, or typecast him as a safety because he's white. Whatever you want to do. Pittsburgh Steelers on the clock at 20. Absolutely. I'm going to make you happy. Um, first of all, what, what do you think the top need? I'm going to ignore you, but what do you think their top need is? Um, a quarterback. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Kenny Pickett's not... our only quarterback under contract. Oh, you, do you want you want Michael Penix here? Yep. No. Okay, I'll pull the trigger. No, let's... let's I, let... Yeah, go I, ahead. I want an offensive lineman, probably. I feel like... I feel like that's a wide decision, but like I haven't seen any of that kind of, you know, I've not, I haven't seen any of that mocked, which is strange to me. But it makes a, it would make a lot of they sense. They cut Chooks. They today, cut Chooks yesterday. Yeah, they cut Chooks, which was uh, heartbreaking for me. <laughs> also, Trubisky. Um, yeah, I mean, the offensive line makes a lot of sense here, and the the, the draft is rich with it. Um, but how about adding? How about how about giving someone to run with Joey Porter Jr. up? How about, how about keeping Quinn and Mitchell in the Rust Belt, Rob? Oh, okay. That's fine with me. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. Why not? When when I think the corner group is, um, you know, I didn't realize. I forgot he was on the board when I, I took Cooper to Gene. No, no, that, that's good. That's better for the Rams. But that's okay. Yeah, that's fine with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think I think you know the with the the strength of this offensive line class, they can come back in this next round. I got to do that. will start for them. You know, um, you know, corner I don't group. Love that. Yeah, I know you love it. The corner, like, AJ, AJ, can you make this happen? Oh my god! I'll, I'll, I'll make some calls. No, yeah, I think Mitchell, Mitchell, and Joey Porter, man. Ooh, that'd, and, that'd be a hell of a too, fucking duo. Important, Quinion Mitchell showing how good he could yeah. look in press man coverage yeah. at um, at the Senior Bowl after playing so much off zone. Uh, yeah, at Toledo, I love it. Lock it in, but yeah, and then dip dip down the second round to get off the line. There'll still be dudes there. Okay, you sold me. Dolphins on the clock. Dolphins are tough, I feel Bonex. like. Bonex. Okay. <laughs> that was easy. Um, Wrong, yeah. Yeah, uh, Dolphins is a team with a buttload of free agents yep. that they have to sort out. Uh, Connor Williams, who got hurt late in the season but was playing really well at center. Christian Wilkins, a free agent. Um, That's, that, he's been so good. Yeah, Robert Hunt, another starting offensive lineman, is a free agent. Uh, Raekwon Davis are sharing those tackles of free agents. Like, just a buttload of free agents here. Yeah. Um, which makes it hard. To, it makes it hard to pin down what yeah. direction they'll go. Uh, and I think it's they, they, it's interesting. They just brought Anthony Weaver over as defensive coordinator from Baltimore. Uh, could they get him um, some help on this defensive line, uh, interior defensive line, that is? Um Off the line, like you said, like there's guys. Um, I don't know if they're going to bring yeah. back everyone. I think I think Jackson Powers Johnson would be a fantastic pick. I here. know, right? That's what. And like Connor Williams coming off the injury, I know he played great for you, but yeah, I'm doing it. I like it. I think that's too much. I know. Fun. I know he's a little beefier than the uh, classic centers who yeah. we've seen in these in the Shanahan McVay scheme, but man, he he can move. He he's powerful as hell. Like he is. 
I know he he has the fit of a gap scheme center, but he can do whatever you need him to do. I, I he can also play guard if you if you don't bring back Robert Hunt and you yeah. want Connor Williams back, you can play Jackson Parrish Johnson at guard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I think it's a great pick. I think like they're they're playing fucking Liam Eikenberg at center. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I think I think that would be the best pick they've made in a long time, Rob. If if they pull that one off. Um, Speaking of playoff teams, the Philadelphia Eagles was were barely one, and I think they had one glaring weakness on this team, and that's the secondary, specifically the corner position. Uh, we haven't had too many go off the board, so I think they're in a great spot here, and I, I'm a huge fan of Nate Wiggins. I think that's an easy pick here for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you know, every I know they had to play a lot of rookie corners. It felt like every week they were losing because of one. Um, but I think Nate Wiggins is going to be a dude for them, and I think that's just such an obvious pick. Like, not specifically Wiggins, but the position here, and I think he's the top guy left. Um, so let's let's pull it on Nate Wiggins. Yeah, super high upside guy. I feel like mm-hmm. he is the most fluid athlete at corner in this class, yeah. and it's a good corner class. Obviously, this was our, what our fourth corner going. Um, so I think that's a fun one. Uh, okay, Houston Texans. They nailed it last year. Nick Casario went from villain to hero. Um, <laughs> <laughs> CJ Stroud's that dude. Will Anderson's that dude. Uh, I think you, this is another team. You can look at their secondary. Yeah. Um, they they have a bunch of free agents too. Uh, I think you could look at that pass rusher opposite Will Anderson. Yeah. I think Jonathan Grenard could be cashing in this offseason. We'll see. L- Latu's um, still on the board, if you, by the way, if you forgot. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, he is. I did forget. <laughs> um. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, they they have um, need. I think uh, arguably they have a need inside too. Uh, and yeah, Sheldon Rankin's a free agent. We got Byron Murphy still on the board. Um, you know, the offensive line was so depleted last year. I wouldn't be surprised to see them add. Maybe not this pick, but early. Yeah, I, th- I think top one hundred. Pr- yeah, probably. I think okay. I'm kind of sold D line. Whether it be Byron Murphy getting uh, the penetrating three tech. Or Latu opposite Will Anderson, I think Byron Murphy's the bigger need. Yeah, because I think there's a chance that they, honestly, like Jonathan Gordon was good enough, they could tag him. Um, I'm going to take Byron Murphy, get a penetrating three tech to complement Will Anderson on the outside. Keep Byron Murphy in Texas. Um, uh, like Malik Collins, a good player, but he's also mm-hmm. uh, I, I just. I don't think he's like some world beater. Um, come back, take Devondra Sweat second round, keep them together. Sure. <laughs> That'd be sick, actually. Uh, look at that. It's, it's Texas back to back. Will I play? Will I pick a player from Texas though? I don't know. The Cowboys are on the clock. Um, I feel like I feel like Dallas. Dallas, another team that like. I think I think they should be looking off its line first and foremost here. Um, Tyre Smith's a free agent, right? No, I can't remember now. I think I think so. Do you want me to check? For I you? think so. I believe so. I believe so. Um, which I mean, I don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, he is. Yes. <clears throat> which I'm not sure. You know what the future holds there, but obviously he's had some issues staying healthy, um, and obviously he's getting, getting getting long in the tooth. So I think I think going off the line here makes the most sense. Um, I think tackle specifically, and there's still a lot of a lot of dogs on the board here, Rob. I think though that. Let, let's let's go Big Twelve turn SEC here and let's let's get them Tyler Guyton, the Oklahoma tackle who has been one of the big risers at the position this year. It looked looked great to me at the Senior Bowl. Um, has tremendous upside. 
that the, the thing the Cowboys have been the best at is drafting and developing offensive linemen. And I think Gutton would be uh, the next one in that line and the potential uh, long-term Tyron Smith replacement. I think really interesting, too, because, yeah, he's a former tight end, kind yeah. of still raw, but obviously dripping with traits. Bring Tyron Smith back on a one-year deal with Tyler Gutton to develop. Bingo. Because I, I, I just think Tyler Smith so, was so good at guard this year. Like, I think, I think yeah. like, why? Let's not sh- I wouldn't. shuffle that around. Let's yeah. keep Tyler Smith being a wicked kick-ass guard. I don't know. I agree. Uh, okay, Packers on the clock. Um, they found their quarterback. Yeah. They have a billion receivers now, all yep. of a sudden. Yep. Um, the offensive line really banged up. Uh, I was I, shocked. I, I was shocked how well it, it, it held together, though. Rashid, Rashid Walker, sneaky good. That's Zach right. Tom, sneaky good. Big, that, Rashid uh, Walker, my biggest hit, by the way. Jo- Josh Myers, not very good, but like no. he's going to start at center. Elton yeah. Jenkins, great when healthy. Um, but so offensive line still, I think getting interior guy uh, yeah. is still a possibility. I don't really think they're going to do that. Um, the defensive Day line two, is, it, yeah, defensive line all of a sudden very deep. Hitting on a couple guys the last two years. Uh, we look at their secondary where it's tough because Eric Stokes has been injured. They got really great play out of Carrington Valentine, a seventh-round rookie last year. Uh, I do think safety's a need. There's not really one here. Yeah. They're they're a weird team where I'm like, man, on paper, they like they don't have like a glaring, glaring hole. No, they don't. I, I agree with you. I think it's off the line or secondary. Um can I throw out a specific name on the offensive line? Please. How about Graham Barden? I was thinking that, and you can play him at guard opposite Elton Jenkins. Yeah. Or if you're like, okay, yeah, Josh Myers, we missed on this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, they they love the flexible guys, you know. They love the, the guys that can move around. And, and worth worth noting, like John Runyon was starting game, and he's not very good either. No, I'm gonna do Graham Barton. I like that. Thank you. He also fits that that scheme really well. Where you yeah. and and you've been seeing him. Um, Link to the 49ers, which would be funny if LaFleur gets him first. Yep, yep. Uh, just he moves so well. He plays with such great balance. He's a sneaky good athlete. Technical, uh, yeah. I think he's yeah. just high floor, I think. Yeah, I think that's a great I pick. Think, I think we're going to have so many offensive linemen in this first round, and, and I think that's right. Tampa Bay on the clock. Yeah, and this is a team that can go off line as well, and I, I think they probably should. I mean, uh, just looking at – I mean, Tristan Wirfs moved sides, and he's still a stud. No problem there, but – uh, you know, the, they had like Cody Mock took a while to kind of get going. Um, I mean, he had, he didn't really. Gadecki's okay, but I think I think you know they have they have a guy hitting free agency. I think that's his luck here, and I think with the with this class, you got to kind of keep going here. Question is, who's the best fit? Um, that's that's the, that's the question, Rob. Who's the best fit? And I, I think I think I think we just kind of just go with, with the freaks and. What do you think about Kingsley Sumatia here? That'd be interesting. Would be interesting. Would be a lot of interest there. I don't know. It's, I think that the Bucks are tough because obviously they had a much better season. I, than I think Tampa Bay more than anything wants to trade up for Jackson Barris Johnson. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be such a sick <laughs> would be really pairing. Cool. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. Me neither. Um, and I, I don't think. I'm a big Zach Frazier fan, but I, I don't, yeah, I don't I, know. I, that. Yeah, I'm, no, no, I'm with you. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do whatever you want. How about or, or Latu maybe here? Hmm. You know, hmm? 
It's interesting. I mean, yeah, yeah. Did Diaby really ball out this year? Very good. Yeah, but like, yeah, Shaq Barrett's at the kind of end of his career. Joe Trion Shoyanka has not been a good pick. No, he had the rookie season. He had glimpses, then he hasn't really. I I'm interested to see what they do with Mike Evans. He's a free agent. Uh, I can't imagine him playing somewhere else. But 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 someone could give him a freaking ton of money. I would think they would tag him, but who knows? My my thing with the receipt. With the receiving, like the receivers in the FA are like, there's a lot of good ones and there's a lot of teams that need them. But this this class is so good; it's gonna be really interesting. Um, let's let's do let's do law too. I think that's a lot of fun. I think like you know we saw them last year kind of hit on the Cancy pick. You know, um, yeah, yeah, it looked great. Like you said, some of the guys just are getting older or just haven't produced and just getting his technical ability. I think that's such a high floor pick here. At twenty six, that you can just. That, I think that's just a Dale. I think you nailed that pick. I also think, yeah, I think they prefer to go offensive line, but obviously, uh, you can come back into not, it. In not second. a ton of value to get one here. Yeah. Um. And, and yeah, Latu's hands are just so freaking good. And like, yeah. I do think a fall like this is possible because of the injury history. Yes. And like, he does have thirty two inch arms. Syracuse yeah. just upset number seven North Carolina. They're storming the courts, baby. Um. Arizona but, Cardinals are on the clock. Tampa proved they don't care about size or arm length on the on the defensive line. So. Exactly. No. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think like Jason likes a Patriots guy. Uh, Latu, I think just with the pass yeah. and the violent hands, kind of fits that what they've always liked in a pass rusher. Um, okay. Arizona Cardinals are back on the clock. <laughs> they got Malik Neighbors, which is a slam dunk at number four. Um. I think that they could afford to go offensive line. Which yeah. we just kind of say about every team now, but I yeah. do think it's kind of fallen in a way where I don't necessarily love anybody on the offensive line. Um, looking in their secondary, I think they got some great play out of Garrett Williams, but I think corners still need. Stormy yeah. Thomas was starting a lot of games down the stretch. <laughs> I love Kytrell Clark, but he was like starting week one at nickel for them. <laughs> yeah. uh, obviously, Jonathan Gannon's a defensive coach. Um, I think they could also afford to add a pass rusher. Yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of think with Monty and Jonathan Gannon in charge here, they might just go best defensive player available. Yeah, I think that um, makes sense. Which, I mean, that could be Kool-Aid at corner. That could be Chop Robinson at pass rusher. Yeah. Uh, it could be Johnny Newton on the interior, if that's what the, if that's the cup of tea. Like, they were starting Dante Stills, you know what I mean? Like, it's I think it's got to go defense. Yeah. And it's... I I don't like have a lot of conviction about who it necessarily should be. Me neither. Um, I kind of like the Kool Aid one. Just get the high floor kind of DB that they need. And I kind of think that's what they need. I think Chop's a big like kind of like I like Chop, but he's a big swing. Yeah. I think Kool Aid plugs in day one. Is your corner one? He's a really balanced, well-rounded corner. Not like a super freak athlete or Mm -hmm. anything, but he's he's got a good mix of physicality and technique. Um, yeah, and I think, I think him and Garrett Williams would be a, a, a nice little pairing there. I think so many of these teams at the end of the draft, uh, end of the first round, um, need offensive line and and corner. Yeah. And I think you could say the same thing about the, <laughs> the Buffalo Bills. And I think that Cooley would have been a really good pick there too. Um, yeah, so I'm looking offensive line and I'm looking corner. I think again, um, I think when you watch this Bills team, those are the two biggest needs, or or receiver, or receiver, if they want to get funky with it, right? We're not sure about Diggs' future. It sounds like he's going to be back. Um, I mean, that could be a lot of fun here. Yeah, and, like, I know 
Like Gabe Davis, a free agent. I yeah. think they're just going to bring back Gabe Davis. Uh, Gabe Davis is never going to leave Buffalo. No one loves Gabe Davis more than the Bills front office. And he and, and he's – I know people hate him, but he's also, like, really – He's a great really blocker. Good at what he does. Yeah. And uh, I think Khalil Shakir really emerged. Yeah, he has. He has. But, no, another option there wouldn't be bad. I I don't know. What what, what do you think here? Because I, I feel like there's no corner here, though. That really makes sense, right? Anymore, the corners that we've kind of had the run in, which is tough because I, I I got the Lions up next. I'm like, what corner yep. will I take? Yeah, big time. <laughs> That's it. Kind of it. Kind of ran off badly for for that both teams, but at least the Bills, like Detroit's that that's the luck, right? Uh, Buffalo's got some options here. I think receiver or offensive line uh, makes a lot of sense. You know, um, <clears throat> Spencer Brown hasn't worked out too great. <laughs> I don't know. What do you what do you think? Do, do they take another swing on like the the freaky Kingsley? Spencer Cena? Brown had an underrated year this year. It was okay, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Jordan Morgan seems like a bill, but I don't know if he goes this early. Um, I don't know what, what's your what's your take here. Do we do Kingsley? I think, I think they're an underrated team to land a pass rusher. Yeah, they, I mean they've they've done it many uh, times. Vaughn was ho- Vaughn was horrible. Yeah, he was. He uh, was. Greg Russo is the only one on edge under contract. True. It's like Chop Robinson's really the only. I mean, like Ep- Epinesa, I feel like is going to sign somewhere for bigger money. Yeah, he probably will. Um, it's so hard to do a mock at this point, right before free agency. But hey, it is like, what it is. They'll probably bring back Leonard Floyd. But yeah, I don't. Oh. I, don't I don't hate going past Russia. All right, let's let's do Chop Robinson to get him involved here. Um, team that can kind of afford to take a swing on a on a high upside guy. Um, yeah. You know, kind of. You know, they can kind of use him in his spots, let him develop. Uh, high leverage, you know, situations, third downs. Um, let him fucking just put his ears back. I think it's a good spot for Chop Robinson. I think he'd be happy landing here. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a bigger need than I realized too. I think it's a good call. I like them. And I think if they didn't bring back Gabe Davis, like Keon Coleman would be an mm-hmm. interesting fit there. Yeah. Um, but I do think they'll just bring back Gabe Davis. Me too. Sound like a two-year, fifteen million dollar deal. Bills fans will be mad. Lions the, are on the clock. It's a bargain. We want. We also want a corner. Uh, Can we get one? I don't think but so. No, I guess not. Um, yeah, so, I mean, Rakestra, Lassiter, I feel like they're both second-round guys. Well, yeah, so, not first-round guys, at least. Yeah, maybe maybe trade back if that's if that's the plan. I think guard's a really interesting spot because both Glasgow and Jonah Jackson are free agents. They dealt with injuries on the yep. interior this year that really hurt them. And, and Vitae uh, is also a free agent. Um I think an edge rusher opposite Aiden Hutchinson it's a big need. Yeah. is a big need. I'm kind of leaning edge rusher um, or offensive line, offensive guard more specifically. Yeah. Um, if, if there's no corner on the board here, I think those are the those, that's the right? play. I agree with you. And uh, no. <laughs> problem is we don't have like a lot of them either. Well, I think the problem uh, is, think about how, how good – BB or Christian Haynes or like one of those guys would look in on, on day blue. two, right? On day two, yeah. And it's like I could take Jordan Morgan here. I think he'd be a great high yeah. floor fit at guard for them. Yeah. But would I rather? I think edge rushers are tougher to come by in this draft than yeah. into your right like good offensive yeah. Yeah, if you wait till the second round, you got a couple more of those guys around. That I think I'm gonna 
I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to go Darius Robinson. I was about to say Darius Robinson. I was about to I say think. how you felt about that fit. You know what? He just seems like a Dan Campbell dude. I like that a lot. Yeah, and like get a little funky with him, play yeah. him hard on passing downs with they, McNeil, bring James Houston in opposite Hutchinson. I yeah, because they, they need another option on the inside too. Kind of, yeah, no, I like plus, that a lot. Plus, AJ, more importantly, as a Steelers fan, it stops the Ravens from getting Darius Robinson. <laughs> That's a great point. That's a great point. Uh, Ravens are on the clock, baby. Yeah, um, fell short this year. I, I don't know. That's a good. This is a really good football team. Uh, I feel like this is another team that can look similar. I think M- maybe keep kind of adding to the offensive line, keep adding to that front, and look in the secondary and get a guy that's um, you know Stevens is solid, but you know Humphrey's getting a little older and they can kind of add another corner too. Um, that being said, it's kind of it's kind of tough here. I don't I don't know exactly where they go. Um, Let's pull, let's pull up the Baltimore Ravens roster really quick. Rob, usually I do this way more cunningly. Uh, they, some, just some, let me highlight some of the free agents. Yeah. Uh, Odell, Nelson Aguilar, J.D. Clowney, uh, the, and I'm just naming guys who played serious snaps. Darby, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Gus the Boss, um, Justin Matabuike, who I, I'm assuming will get something. Patrick Queen, John Simpson. Like, they have yeah. a bunch of high impact. Both of their guards, Seedler and... and uh, Simpson. Yeah, it's, it feels like the the, ball, the Ravens are kind of like the the biggest loser of this offseason with how stripped they got on the coaching staff. And, you know, uh, Justin Matabike was so amazing, and he got just – he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid out the nose, I think. No, they're going to bring him back, though. You think I so? Think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, they'll tag him. He's too important. He's too they're important. losing too many guys at other yeah. spots, I think. I think – yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's it. So we're, we're – I, I think Kingsley would be a hell of a lot of fun of a fit for them to develop here, though. I don't know. What, Tackle's what do you think? less of a need, though. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it's if they're if they're running back Morgan Moses, Ronnie Stanley, like they yeah. need interior more than uh, t- tackle. Um, mm-hmm. They can use a receiver as always. Yeah. They can use they can use an edge rusher. They It'll, can use. There's no guy that's like I, you kind of. Pull but it's, it's Baltimore. Just best player available. Who's who's the top guy left? Let's see. You're right. Uh, yeah, Johnny Newton. I don't know. I don't like that fit, though. Do you? No, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> uh, Keon Coleman. Yeah, Coleman's interesting. Jordan Morgan. Yeah. Morgan would be a good pick here, too. And kind of give him the flexibility. Inside. Let's do Jordan Morgan. The flexibility to kind of do outside or inside, too, you know. Um, see where he ends up sticking his feet. I Yeah, I don't know. Baltimore, just, you're right. Just take the best player on the board. I think that's, that's kind of the path. And, yeah, Darius Robinson's such a slam dunk. He's still on the board. And I don't want him to be. Uh, the 49ers on the clock. They stink. They lost the Super Bowl. Um, hmm. By the way, I don't. I don't. I don't know if Coleman screens Raven to me. By the way, that's why I didn't. I'm not sure. No, that's fair. Yeah, I, I think he should be a chief anyway. Okay, um, so 40, 49ers have a choice to make with Chase Young. They have. <laughs> he made the choice a little more difficult than the Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah. I think if they won the Super Bowl, he would have got paid, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they can use some interior help on the office line. We were talking about the Graham Barton pick yeah. earlier. Um, not even taking Jordan Morgan's. They're really running out of chances here. Um, uh, Brandon Ayuk, I don't th- is he a free agent or is he? No, he's got a year left, but he's, he's talking right, about Right, but he leaving. wants to get paid, yeah. yeah. So I think they'll probably just pay him. I think so, um, too. I think they should just leverage him, yeah. 
linebacker becomes a need because Drake Greenlaw tore his Achilles. <sighs> yeah. In Fuck. the most like awful way. Uh, I think corners also need uh op- opposite uh Charverius Ward, who's a free agent after this se- this upcoming yeah. season. They've gotten um, a good play with guys, but no, there's yeah, high end guy, but is there really a dude here? I don't know. N- no. Um It's funny, usually when a team loses the Super Bowl, we have like, yeah, this is clearly the spot they need to go, but the Niners are just are a very good football team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they just they really are. Um could they could they take their tackle of the future, you know? Yeah, Kibitz had a pretty good year at right yeah, tackle for them though. this year. Yeah. And, and and obviously, yes, Trent Williams getting up there in age, maybe they take something. I, I was I'm gonna be honest, I was just waiting for this offensive line to collapse at some point this season. Just seeing how it looks on paper, and, and it never really did. But, um, yeah. Like, I think, that, again, we talked, like, Zach Frazier, it's a bit early. But, man, he'd be a great fit. Yeah. Feliciano's a free agent, too. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think offensive line's a good play here. It's just. it's Do I go tackle or Zach Frazier, basically? So, basically, do I Kingsley or Zach Frazier? <laughs> it's your choice. I hate this. <laughs> why, do do, why do we do this? Yeah, because um, they don't have any corners left, right? No. I mean, not to me, you don't. Um, and there's some like day two options, you know, if they want to, if they want to come back there. But to me, okay. I'm going to say with 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 Kingsley, Kingsley, yeah, with just the upside think, there, I think that makes. And a lot I of think sense. he's once he tests really yeah. well, I'll feel even better about it. And, like, I think he can play inside if they they want him to. Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. But, regard, like, you know, either, either he does or he's the, you know, the heir apparent to, to Trent Williams. Um, yeah. Or All right. Beast Last McKibbins. pick, Kansas yeah. Chiefs. Easy one. It's easier to find a hole on the team that won the Super Bowl than the team that lost it. I think, clearly, the receiver is a huge need. Uh, Rasheed Rice has been a massive success, and I think both of us doubted that pick, but he's worked out fantastically, uh, other than him getting angry because he was too open in the Super Bowl to win the game. But, no, I think receiver is the clear choice. And I, my my question, though, I, I think is who? Is, is which one is going to be their favorite? I think there's a lot of guys that make a lot of sense for this Kansas City Chiefs team. But that said, I think I think Young Coleman's the highest upside guy. I, I also think um, if you want that true X receiver to take over for Marquez Valdez, yeah. Scantling, like, <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I, who are you, you're kind of debating what Ad Mitchell and him? Pretty much, yeah. I, who are both like similar, like big yeah. upside X receivers. Yes. Um, I think Keon Coleman's a better blocker, uh, which I think does matter. Just it matters. In terms to, of, like MVS sure. are a great blocker. Yeah. Yes. Um, I also think Keon Coleman's ba- better after the catch than Ad Mitchell. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, Mitchell better hands though. Yes, um, totally, totally agree. Mitchell better hands, better, uh, more upside as a route runner. But um, they they proven how much they trust MVS. They don't care about hands. Exactly. So let's let's say Keon Coleman. Um, if that hits for them, it, it could. You know, the Chiefs are in such a great position because I feel like their two needs are receiver and um, adding to that tackle group. You know, and that's what this this draft has, and they're kind of. I know everyone's kind of like, oh, they're never going to lose again, blah, 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 whatever. But they are really well set up other than, you know. I mean, if Chris Jones is gone, then uh, Newton could be an option here too, right? Because obviously he's a free agent. Um, no, they're really well set up in this draft to kind of keep this thing going. And I think having a talent like Keon Coleman here at 32 um, is a great pick. 
Bingo, Dunzo. Or are we doing two rounds? I was thinking about that today. I'm putting this together. I'm like, man, do you think people do podcasts where they do multiple round mocks? That sounds like my my hell. Want to do a seven round mock pod? What if we did one round per episode? It's kind of sick. Takes us a whole week. <laughs> Just, yeah, once once a week. No, once a week, and we'll we'll be to the draft. Leading up to the draft. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lock it in.